And it's the 11th hour on the fan. Keith McPherson checking in for the last little bit of my show. Let's go. These five-hour shows aren't that crazy. I'm here to entertain. I'm here to talk through all the sports, take your calls, and pass the time. And that's exactly what we've done. This last hour will go by like that. 877-337-6666. Let me know what you're thinking about. Let me know what you're watching. Uh, I changed off of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, you know, wasn't really doing anything for me. Uh, USA versus San Francisco. Now I'm watching uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers versus the Raptors. I saw that score. Uh, which score was it? I got to look that up. Now my internet is freezing in here. I, I, I'm nothing without the internet. Can't even do the show without the internet. Can't even finish my sentence without internet access. But yeah, I saw, what score did I see? I saw the Bulls blew out the Denver Nuggets, and I'm like, what happened there? Did they rest players? Nikola Jokic not play? I don't know. When my internet access comes back up, I'll uh, follow up on that. But let's go to Rich in the Bay Area on the fan in New York. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for calling, Rich. You know, I... uh... I want to, uh, and I mean this respectfully, okay? I want to, uh, I want to talk to you. I have a mild criticism about your in love associate with the uh, the the devils, okay? But I, I civilized, okay? I don't want to get into a yelling and screaming. But I don't. But before yell. I get, uh, no, that's cool. Good, I I get it. Uh, I love your show. I listen, uh, even though I'm out in the Bay Area. I enjoy you. I want. By the way, um, Keith. What do you think? I just heard this thing about Sean Kemp. I'm not, you know, really shocked, but it's kind of sad. I assume you know uh, he was busted. Yeah, so um, actually just now Marco had that in the update. Everybody heard right, that. Right, yeah. Marco and right, I were talking I, about it. I'm like, is he gang affiliated? I said, Marco, how old is he? He's like 53? I'm like, yeah. I'm hearing yeah. about this. I just read a little bit about it. Um, I I have no idea why. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I didn't want to put you on the spot. I'm just saying I, these kind of stories every now and then, it's just kind of, kind of sad. All all I got from it was that he was in connection with this, um, booked, he got booked, a gun was recovered, investigation is ongoing, but that doesn't make any sense to me. I remember watching Jordan versus Sean Kemp, one of the first finals I really remember as a kid. And right. I don't know. That's why I asked. I'm like, is he gang affiliate? What is he doing at 50 plus yeah. years old? He should be in the crib. Right. I saw the story and then I thought about, and again, I, I, I even looked it up on where he's staying and all that. So it's official, all that. It's not just a TMZ deal. No, it's real. And I hope, I hope, uh, uh, John Morant, you know, sees that. And anyway, uh, two things. And before I get real quick, I know you got calls, but, uh, your rise, I've re- I've read about it. you. Do move the needle, and you're in you know New York, and I enjoy your work. Would you ever? And I don't mean this to be funny. If if there was a movie made about you, uh, and Will Smith was the character that played you, impossible. And, and then, mean? <laughs> no, no, no. Why? Will Smith is like 20 years older than me. No, well, he can play that character. It's it. Well, no. I mean, there'd be like a maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't I think, think they could make a movie about me for another fifteen, twenty years. So. Oh no, 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 no! I, I, I bet you that you can. There would be a movie. It'd be a great talk. Did you see the movie he was in? Uh, Hitch. 
Yeah, I wouldn't put that in his top movies, but I did see that. One. No, I was a great one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> Good movie. All right, now the what? You don't think that you could be, have a movie made about you? I I I hope I can be as successful. Uh, I hope I can achieve the level of success where someone would make a movie about me, but Will Smith will not be able to play Keith McPherson in that movie. Why, 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 yeah. you, I think you're undercut, underselling yourself. And I'm no, not, I'm it's, not, it's not I, like, I, trust me, I have hopes and dreams of being great and, and having movies made about me, but, but, no, but you but, don't, you don't necessarily have, it's just a story sometimes supersedes whether you're great or not. I just think it's an interesting story about you being able to persevere in the number one market, in in the in the country and i'm not patronizing when i'm saying this but i think i think you're big i think you have chops i think you move the needle and if i was anybody working before you or after you i would be worried anyway the last thing and this is where it's going to get a little controversial but bear with me um the you you said you become a fan of the devils right yes sir and do you think that that's appropriate given the fact that you just kind of came on that you would be a fan of the New Jersey Devils, or you think that's um, you don't build you don't think that you build that over time that that maybe you you're more of a talk show host first and then a fan later, or am I all wet here? The New Jersey Devils, right, have you know rolled out the red carpet for me and have treated me like I'm a celebrity, like someone they'd make a movie about. So I think right. my my whole thing with you know, being a Devils fan was about coming into the fan and not wanting to be someone that got on this microphone and didn't talk about hockey at all. So I took it upon myself to say, okay, I'm going to learn about the NHL. I'm going to learn the game. And the way that I learned the other sports and the other games were by picking a team and having a rooting interest and then following that team. So I put it out here on the fan. I said, hey, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, I'm looking for a team. And the Devils were the only team that hit me up, and then still to this day <laughs> are doing things to hook me up when so, I go over so there. Are you, so. saying, are, you, are you saying the fact that you're a, a, a black man or an African-American in a sport that is very few black players other than maybe like Evander Kane who used to play with out here for San Jose – is that the, you mean is that why you're, you're using that element? Or no, no, sir, not at all. I don't play. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a player. What I'm saying um, okay. with, with right. taking on hockey, maybe – you could say that uh, the black community or your average uh, black person might not be in in the fandom that we you know assume is uh, watching the N- NHL, but I right. know that the Devils do a lot. They're, the Devils are in Newark. Like the Devils do right. a lot for that. the for that. the black community, and uh, there are there are a good amount of black people that work there, and then you know also go to the games. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, I don't I think know. it's. Hey, hey, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to ask you because I know we're, we're short on time. Um, I'm going to New York in a few weeks, right? And the best, the best, I want you to help me because I know you live in Jersey, right? So I want, I know the best pastrami sandwich is not in Manhattan, but in Newark. Am I right? I mean, you can get a good pastrami sandwich all over this place. North, I know, North I Jersey, know, but, New but, York. Like. But, you're, but Corey Booker said the best, the best deli, best the best good sandwich. Of course, is, he's he's going to endorse New Jersey. There are a ton of good delis all over. No, 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 no. But but particularly in Newark, there's a, there's a place. What's it uh, called? Uh, it's called Sargent's. Is that right? Sargent's in Newark, New Jersey. I've well, never there, been. 
Yeah, well, he and he wasn't doing the. He's not like a love. To, I'm not. I'm not trying to you know endorse him or anything. I live in the Bay Area, right? I just want. He. People have told me. Maybe you ask your other callers that the best uh, Jewish delis are in are in Newark. And I mean, I know about the other ones. Obviously, the famous ones in Manhattan and all that, and, and Second Avenue, and all that. But I'm talking about specifically, they told me this place in in Newark has got killer sandwiches and. Yeah. Chicken soup and all that. So I would certainly make sure you go there. Thanks for the call, Rich. Um, <laughs> all right. I feel like I got to like, I'm looking at Connor. Connor's like, hey, it's all you. You got it. I feel like I got to like clear. The only yeah. response to that is, well, it sounds like a plan. Have a good time when you go there. <laughs> 11, 11, one's on the clock. Make a wish. I wish for Rich to find the best pastrami sandwich in Newark, uh, going backwards from what Rich said, I never, I never actually thought about me being black and being a hockey fan, but I do understand that uh, there is uh, some stereotypes out there, and you know, just obvious things out there. You know, representation matters. You don't see that many black players, so in turn, you don't see that many black fans. I think the same thing happens a lot in baseball. I, I really didn't think about adding hockey to my repertoire or being a hockey fan because I'm black. I didn't look at it like that at all. For anybody listening, it was as simple as I read a stupid comment. I read a bunch of stupid comments about myself when I first came into WFAN. And I'm like, wow, these people are not even giving me a chance. Wow. These people are already assuming things about me. Wow. They're not even getting to know me. I like, this is crazy, but I realize the internet is fake. Like things like Twitter and Facebook are not real. People don't greet me like that. They don't talk like that to my face. But someone said something slick like, oh, well, I won't be listening because hockey's outside of his purview. I'm authentic. I'm 100% real on this microphone. This microphone tells the truth about every single person that comes in here and talks on it. So I could not come into WFAN and pretend like I had NHL knowledge. I thought it would be fun, clever a little bit of a game to play, and you know what it was to say, hey, my hockey fandom is for sale. You can recruit me, and I will talk about your team on the number one station in sports talk ever in the country, in the world, whatever. I did that in January of 2021. February 2nd, National Signing Day, I, I played into it. Izzo and I made a video. I chose the Devils because, like I said, the de still... Like, the Devils are still great. First-class organization, hook it up for me. I didn't think of anything about, like, oh, I'm black, so I'm not supposed to like, like hockey. I thought of how do I have the best show I could possibly have every night. There's going to come a time where I need to have some knowledge of puck. I need to be able to talk about hockey, the NHL, what's going on. I can't be completely clueless. I don't care how many people say no one cares about hockey. I care about being the best possible host I could be on this station, I'm going to pick up hockey. It's not that heavy of a lift. It's not that much of an ask for me to start learning hockey now and then five years later like be able to talk hockey the same way I can talk basketball, football, baseball. So that was that's as simple as it was. And you guys remember the whole thing with Boomer. Uh, I didn't know about uh, you know Roger Bear and, and, and that jersey. And, you know, it, it actually created a little something – um, you know, between shows and between the fan and whatever. Now, uh, I, I proudly say that I mention hockey every time I'm on. 
It, it has nothing to do with, with race or black people not necessarily watching hockey or whatever. I know the NHL is trying to fight against that. I know the Devils are working to change that. And I think me being a young black man that has taken up hockey, it is, it's deeper than just black people not watching hockey. I've had white boys say to me, yo, I don't know how you get into hockey, bro. I had a call say, how, how did you even, how do you even, like, I'm trying to get into hockey. How did you even, like, do that? And I said, I, I picked a team. I set up alerts. I follow the team in the ESPN app. I get Google alerts on the team. I started following the reporters. I read articles about the team. Some of the stuff I don't know. Some of the players I don't know. But you know what? I have a brain, and I'm able to learn things. And you should always be trying to learn and trying to grow and trying to evolve. We are humans. That's what we were meant to do. You're supposed to be evolving. You ever hear of evolution? And, um, yeah, <laughs> back to the movie thing. Like, Will Smith can't play Keith McPherson. Will Smith could play future Keith McPherson in a movie. How old is Will Smith? Will Smith is a great actor. He's got a ton of great movies. Will Smith is literally 20 years older than me. So how can Will Smith, like, it's going to take me 20 years to get to the point where there's a movie worth watching about me. And don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying my life and what I've overcome and the adversity that I've faced and the things that I've done. I, I don't have enough time on this microphone to even go through uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, after college, stepping into the corporate world, quitting my corporate job, chasing a dream, getting to WFA and radio. I don't have that time. But there's no way Will Smith could, could play me in a movie. All right, back to the phones. Let's let's try and keep it on, like, uh, sports topics and, like, questions. And let's try and go through this a little bit faster. John is in Northport, New York, on the fan. What up, John? Keith, how you doing, man? First time, long time. I don't really catch the, the night shift too much, but I had a quick couple questions for you. I'm a, I'm a huge Cowboy fan, but I also pull for the Jets. So two things about football. Do you think Saquon or D-Hop could be a good fit for the Cowboys? And also... Realistically, do you think Aaron Rodgers is just doing this for publicity? And do you think he just wants to retire? Or could you actually see him being a, a New York Jet? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Keith. Awesome call. Thank you, John. First time, long time, but can't be that long. I think I've been on air 15 months. Saquon Barkley to the Cowboys makes zero sense. Earlier, I was almost yelling about the fact that Jerry Jones has $26 million tied up in a wash running back and a hurt running back right now, as it currently stands. Why would they want Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley is on a franchise tag. They can't even get him. And, like, they're not gonna. That's not... Saquon to the Cowboys doesn't make any sense in my brain. DeAndre Hopkins to the Cowboys makes a lot of sense. He just popped up with Des Bryant. They lost Amari Cooper, a veteran receiver, a great route runner. Replace him with the DeAndre Hopkins. What's it gonna take? I don't know. Let's see. Let's find out. And with Aaron Rodgers, I believe that Aaron Rodgers does not want to end his career the way he ended his career. You're only as good as your last game? Well, that wasn't that great. I don't think he wants to retire because I don't think he wants to be going into Canton and sharing that spotlight with Tom Brady. I don't know if the Packers want him back. I don't know if he really wants to be a Packer. All signs now for sure are pointing to the Jets. I don't think that this is a, a game that Aaron Rodgers is playing. They just met. 
with Woody Johnson, or he just met with Woody Johnson. They all just went out there to see him. I think this is a real thing. I think if Aaron Rodgers wants to continue his NFL career for another year, maybe two or beyond, right now his number one option and what appears to be the only option, unless a mystery team emerges, is for him to join Gang Green and be a New York Jet. Matt's on Staten Island next up on the fan. Hello, Matt. What's up, man? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, man. I want to first of all say I appreciate my uh, late-night drive listening to your show. So we will, so we I, I am here for you. Thank you for listening. So I want to talk to you about, about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Um, I, I think there's four case scenarios. You can bear with me. Num- number one, basically, is Aaron Rodgers retires, which I don't see happening for the simple fact of you know going in the hole with Brady. And leaving all that guaranteed money, he still has left to tell you two years. How could I forget yeah. the money? He's not walking away from $50, 60000000 million for one more exactly. year. You know, secondly, it's the Packers could either cut him, which doesn't make sense either because that's a $100 million cap hit to the Packers this year, which puts them in, in cap purgatory. So the Packers won't do that. Your third option is keep him, and, and either he, he plays and – you know, he's unhappy, the Packers are unhappy, they're not winning, they want to, they want to play love, and he sits your bench for, for $35 million a year or $40 million a year, whatever he's getting. And the fourth option is, is you trade him to the Jets. But everything I'm reading is that the Jets are going to have to give up an arm and a leg to get him. And if they're the only team that's really interested in him, I feel like the Jets could pry him away for a third round, fourth round, and maybe like a... I'm glad you Corey said Davis. that. Yep, I'm about to say, the, the Packers can name a high price... If it's only the Packers and the Jets negotiating, the Jets don't have Jets to pay have that high price. Yeah, if it's just if, if that's the only option, man, they might be able to finesse. Do we trust Joe Douglas to pull that off? Maybe, maybe. I do. I, I, his, his drafts were good. I, I like his trades. I, 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 I'm probably one person who didn't want Derek Carr for the fact that I just, I just don't see the potential of, of him. But I did see the you had all your draft picks, and all he was was just pay him and go. Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of like I, I want Aaron Rodgers just for, you know, for what he is and, and the potential that you have. But at the same time, the Jets, to me, are not a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. Bingo. They, they, you still need to build around him, and you need, you need some draft picks and, you know, some good free agency picks to, to build around. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. This, this is such an interesting place for the Jets, for Jets fans, for Aaron Rodgers, for, like, I was thinking the other night, like, what a wild reality we're actually in. The Jets are flying out to meet Aaron Rodgers. Like, if somebody would have told you that just last year, you would have been like, huh? Like, how did we get yeah. here? They got to see shot, it through. You know. They got to see it through without uh, giving up everything and yeah. um, still trying to improve the team so that they can make a push to the playoffs and potentially a Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, sir. They definitely need another wide receiver as well. Yeah, and they'll get one. They could either draft one or pick one up in free agency. Alan Lazard's out there. Maybe you get Rodgers, and then you go get one of his other uh, old receivers. Thanks for the call, Matt. It is an interesting space that we're in. Like, I literally had that thought last. I'm like, we are actually – it was the night that I went home. Sal came on right after me Monday night, and Trey Wingo dropped that news. And I'm like, wait, wait, wow, because that's when it switched for me. I know I was talking about Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider, and then the Raiders came out and said that they didn't want him. I know I was talking about, like, left at the altar vibes because we hadn't heard from Aaron Rodgers and the darkness retreat thing now. That was, like, like almost a month ago, but now we actually have tangible stuff to go off of. They have met. They flew out there. They're, they're talking. This is real. This is real life. 
Now they got to see it through because if you don't see it through, it is. Yeah, I don't even want to talk it. Like, I don't want to speak it into existence. Aaron Rodgers should be the Jets quarterback. The end. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337, a six, a six, and two more sixes. Get you on the show before I'm done at 12. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, let's go quickly, man, because the time will fly, and then that back music will play on me, and then I'll be out of here. Salicot is coming up next. Keith McPherson on the fan for another 30 minutes. We'll probably have at least one more break. And I've got a full rack of calls, so let's get to them. The last story that I had in my notes from today, if you have a subscription to... Actually, you don't need a subscription. I thought it was on The Athletic. I just pulled it back up. Go look for Calvin Ridley's article in the Players' Tribune. That's Derek Jeter's Players' Tribune. He wrote a letter to the game where I learned a lot about this young man. He talked about the anxiety stress, depression he was battling, being hurt, and then being away from the team when he did deposit $1,500 into an app, right? He even talks about the fact that he was sitting at home, depressed, looking for things to do. He saw a commercial, download the app now, deposit $500, get a bonus. But like We all see these gambling apps, and he wasn't thinking. You know, He said he was away from the team, and he didn't have any inside information, and he made the worst mistake of his life, but he let us in. On his life, he talked about his parents and how they lived the fast life. And he remembers the police kicking the door in and taking him and his two little brothers away to foster care. And he said he remembers that's when he really fell in love in fo- with football because, you know, they were in a, a tough situation, but there was something set up where he would go be able to play football every day. And, um, Take the time to go read about Calvin Ridley as he's now reinstated into the NFL. I'm rooting for that young man. I think he's going to be great next year with Trevor Lawrence. We had a caller say something about Trevor Lawrence. and uh, Oh, they say he's the next John Elway. And I say, he might be. <laughs> Don't close the book on Trevor Lawrence yet. right? You're talking about the money that Daniel Jones got with Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram and the rest of these characters that they got, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, like, Doug Peterson, another year with Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars are going to compete again. And uh, I've got a lot of respect, and I appreciate Calvin Ridley for the pieces of his life that he shared about being a foster kid, um, about being um, someone that suffers from anxiety, stress, depression, having to learn about it, talking about how he went to the Atlanta Falcons, and they just kind of were like, you're good, bro. So then he sought out his own therapist and having a year away from football might have actually been the best thing for him because he was going through some foot injuries and now he's completely healed and rested and he said he's flying now. He's running now. He's flying now. He's putting it out there that he's going to get 1,400 yards with Trevor Lawrence. So I'm looking forward to seeing Calvin Ridley. That's all I've got, folks. The rest is on you. 877-337-6666. David is in Newark and he can clear up some things from, uh, I think it was Rich in the Bay Area that said he's looking for a pastrami sandwich at Sargent's in Newark. What's up, bro? Um, so Hobby's Deli, and I, I live a couple blocks from the Prudential Center, um, but it's Hobby's Deli on Branford Place and Halsey that he's got to be talking about. Um, what, what's even cooler, there's another Jewish deli in Newark, and it's, it's, uh, it's down close to Irvington, and it's called Bragman's. And a handful of years ago, it was bought by one of the employees, you know, a black dude. 
um, by the name of Kai, really, really cool guy. So when you go there now, it's like, it's, it's the most awesome experience. It's an old fashioned Jewish deli in the middle of the hood. Um, you know, the neighborhood changed and it's, it's all black guys. Cause the guys that work there under the old ownership ended up buying the place. What's the name again? I just, I just Googled hobbies. It's Branchford. What'd you say? Um, so, uh, Branchford place is, is the street that hobbies is on. Okay. The, uh, the, the other one is called Bragman, B-R-A-G-G-M-A-N. Bragman's got it. Got yeah, it. yeah, and this and, and this dude guy opened up another uh, burger place downtown by me too. Um, really, really cool story. Awesome people, but uh, I'll take it back to sports real quick. Also, you know, a, a comment from the same caller relating to you just sort of jumping into hockey full steam as opposed to letting it develop over time, as he suggested. I was always into basketball as a kid, like very casually. For whatever reason, in sixth grade, I started playing, and I decided that I wanted to follow the college game more closely. I didn't let it develop over time. I got the Dick Vitale preseason guide to college basketball, and I read it like three times through on a flight down to Florida. And I knew I knew all the teams. I knew what happened last year. I knew all the players, all the predictions, and like that was it. And you know, for the next decade, I knew the game inside and out, and it helped me understand the NBA game better because I remembered all those NBA players back when they played in college. So I'm, I'm on board with the same way that you did it. Like when you decide you want to get into something, you make that decision, you learn everything there is to know, and then you keep going forward with it. Hell yeah. And I'm on the mic every night where if I didn't do any homework, if I didn't go see five, six Devils games, if I didn't start learning, like people would know, oh, you said you took up hockey. You said you were a Devils fan. You don't, you can't even name the players on the team. You don't know anything that's going on. That's it, bro. You're a fan when you say you are, as long as you act like one, man. That's it. Yeah, I, I love it, man. And, I, I mean, it always was, for me, that the NHL and NBA overlapped. And when I was a kid, I did watch the NHL. I remember, like, you know, playing NHL Live and having the trading cards. But I think the NHL locked out when I was in, like, second grade, and I didn't understand it. So I stopped watching it. And I got more into basketball, not having two sports to watch in the winter, did I know back then I'd be a host on WFAN? Absolutely not. Thanks for the call, David. Um, I, my message with all of that is evolve, grow, learn, read, become. Never stop becoming. Like, just because I wasn't a hockey fan when I wasn't on WFAN, now I am. Like, I, I was laughing the other night. I'm in my studio, and um, I hear the last goal. I hear the Maple Leafs. Uh, come back and tie it against the Devils, and I'm in my studio not watching the game, but I'm listening to it, and they score the last goal, and my wife's out there watching, and she's not even paying attention. I'm like, oh, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you're right in front of the game. You don't know what's happening? I'm like, look at me. I can listen to the hockey game now. I know exactly what's going on, and I'm, like, dejected over it. I'm deflated by it. Like, I, this is my first full season rocking with the Devils. Carl's in Ridgefield, Connecticut. What's up, Carl? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Another five-hour show coming to a close. All right, yeah, I called you on your first night, and I've listened to you ever since. This is my second time calling. Um, I just had a question. The three teams, NHL teams in the area, Devils number one this year for Rangers and Islanders, who has the top goalie of the three teams? I would guess the Vesna winner. V, um, I was about to say Vitek Vanacek. Not Vitek Vanacek, the v the Vesna winner. Why am I blanking on the Rangers goalie's name? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Igor Shesterkin. I didn't Google it either. I know him. I would I would check out the Islander goalie also. 
The Islanders goalie, the name is leaving me right now. At the moment, he is probably the second-best goalie in hockey this year. Okay. Ilya Sorokin. Yeah, I've heard that name. Okay, so I got to look Check at him closely. Stats. I honestly, I've watched, I, I have not watched a full Islanders game. I've watched, obviously, uh, most of the Devils games this year, and right. I've tuned into some Rangers games. I really don't catch the Isles, but I should. Check out the stats, Keith. I got also one other thing, which you probably do know, since now you're into hockey, and that's great. Um, when did the Devils become, you know, come into existence, and where did they come from? Well, they just celebrated 40 years. <laughs> so they started in 82. They came from... 82, 83. Yeah, 82, 83. And then they, they came from Denver, Colorado. Um, I, knew, I knew you would know that. You're, you're an awesome hockey fan. I'm learning. Um, but- I am learning. I, I can awesome. read and I can retain information and th- these things are you know I, I'm telling you in in five years from now I hope that no one knows that I missed like you know decades of hockey fandom. Yeah, exactly. But when you get a chance, do check out Elias Sorokin of the Islanders. I'm already on it. I'm reading about him. I see him now, and I I've definitely heard that name and know of him now. I just you know wasn't clicking uh, live in the moment. Star. All right, Keith. Thank you very much, and you have a good evening. Thanks, Carl. Let's keep it rolling. We don't have that much time. Let's see. Eeny, beeny, miny, mo. Let's go to New Jersey and talk to Zach. What's up, Zach? You're on the fan. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. What you got? I am so happy what the Giants did with Daniel Jones. You're a Giants I fan. It- and they won oh, yesterday. Yeah. I, I That's all my message was for, like, hours on this show. If you're a Giants fan, how are you not happy? Like, exactly I'm- what you needed to happen happened. I am thrilled. I think I thought from the beginning when I got drafted, he is going to be a good, one of the bright stars in the league. He's one of the bright stars in the league and in this city now. Yes, I'm with you. Continue. And I'm really hoping over the next decade or so, he's really going to step up to the plate and really show us what what he is. They're going to see to it. He's now he's attached to Brian Dable and Joe Shane. They're not going to allow him to fail. They're going to put talent around him. They're going to open up the offense. They're going to work and make sure that this kid is what they're paying him to be. He has incentives. I went through his contract. There's incentives in his contract to be a top 15 quarterback. More incentives to be a top 10 quarterback. They're going to get him there. Yeah, and and now we have Saquon Barkley. I'm happy to have him back. I think the Giants are are going a chance of a Super Bowl next year. The, you know, Joe Shane said the, the goal is to win the Super Bowl every year, right? Everybody's goal is to win the Super Bowl. It's a lofty yeah. expectation, but, like, that's what the goal is in the NFL for all these guys that dreamed of it. What I think is after all of the uncertainty, after all of the back and forth, up and down, right, as a Giants fan, Giants fans went through misery for about five, six years, different head coaches, right. losing games, and now you actually have some – consistency and a solid foundation the future is bright thanks for the call zach giants fans i don't don't know how there's you know i mean i I do know how every fan base has a fraction of the fan base that's never satisfied never happy has to complain especially when there's no games on (laughs) so i can't even say i don't know how some of these fans aren't happy you locked up your quarterback after the best season that you've had in years you also put a tag on your running back. Those are a number two and number six overall pick. They're not bust. 
They're not waste of draft capital. They're guys that are captains on your team, and they'll be back next year and and beyond. Keep McPherson on the fan. I got to take my last break of the night. We'll be right back. Quickly, I'll say this before we end the show and take as many calls as I can in this next, like, I don't know, six minutes. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Salicata's next. Sal is great. He hosts a great show. And if you don't get on with me, just hold for his open. And when he goes to calls, you'll be first in line. Keith McPherson on the fan. Thanking you, as always, for tapping in with me, for listening to my show for five minutes or five hours. I appreciate it. At Keith McPherson, wherever you follow people at. Let's take these calls and see how many I can get in before they hit that back music on me. Mario is in Long Beach on the fan. Go for it, Mario. Hey, Keith, thanks for taking my call. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. No problem. Uh, you know, what do you think about now that, you know, if I was the Jets when I was flying in to see Rodgers and I heard that they slapped a non-franchise tag on Baltimore, I would have turned the plane around. I mean, on, the, <laughs> on the Lamar Jackson. I really would have. Because I need somebody young. I need somebody like that. We pick up this guy. He's the same age as all these young studs in the FC. Now we got somebody to go to head-to-head with these guys for, you know, forever. What I now, think, I understand. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, well what I think, because just for time's sake, what I think is this is the best 1B situation that the Jets could have. Aaron Rodgers has what we know, no other suitors besides the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers wants to drag his feet, if Aaron Rodgers wants to play games, they do have a 1B to pivot to. And in my opinion, they should already be talking about it, trying to figure out how to pursue Lamar Jackson. I was on that January 16th. And uh, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't really want to be serious about this thing, you could pivot to Lamar Jackson and have potentially a better option, a younger guy, a more dynamic guy running the ball, a guy that could be uh, your guy for the next 10, 15 years. Who knows? Yeah, and Keith, you know, uh, you know, and he, he's really the guy to have because he's young and he's the same thing as Jalen, Jalen Hurts. They're, they're going crazy about Hurts maybe ranking him number three. Lamar's every bit as good as Jalen Hurts. Every bit as good. I think, the only he, I think he's better. He yeah. have the, I do, too. I do, too. And I'm glad I'm hearing that for an ex-quarterback, so you know a little bit more than me, but I know, I know football pretty well, you know? Yeah, but, he's uh, shiftier. I think he throws the ball better. He's obviously proved it longer in the league. Jalen Hurts really had just this one MVP year. He didn't win the MVP. Lamar Jackson did as a baby in the league. Thanks for the call, Mario. Carter's in Brooklyn. We're talking the same thing on the fan. What's up, Carter? What you got? What's going on, bro? First off, I want to give you and EJ a huge shout-out. I love to hear y'all voices. Y'all make the ride home very, very smooth. Hell um, yeah, on the other it. hand, No doubt, no doubt. On the other hand, I'm I'm with the other caller on the um on the, on the Deshaun, I mean, not the Deshaun, the Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson situation. Like, that's really disrespectful, and the way these teams are pulling out, it, it, just, it just shows you what, what type of good old boys club that it really is. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let you answer that when I get off the phone. I'm looking at the Jets, and if we can't, like you said, if we can't get uh, um, Aaron, we go after Lamar. But I told one of your other hosts the same scenario before, and he just got on my case about the Aaron Jackson thing. I mean, um, Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers thing. But, but these are all looking on the upside. They can move the money around and keep the team the same way they had it last year. I'm looking forward to it. You can hang up, and I'll listen to you talk, bro. Thanks, Carter. Appreciate it. I mean, I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. I understand that priority, 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 number one, 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 A is Aaron Rodgers. But they already flew out there and met with him. I think they got to be back here now and exploring a potential uh, move for Lamar Jackson, right? If the Ravens actually want him like they say they want him, 
they're going to figure out a way to keep him. If they don't, then let him go. I'd love to see him here in New Jersey. I guarantee you, if, if that ends up being the reality we live in, I will be one of the first people to order that number eight Jackson jersey. And I live 15, 20 minutes from MetLife Stadium. You'll see me at the opener for sure. Jarvis is up in Harlem on the fan. Go for it, Jarvis. What's up, Keith? How you doing? Great, man. I'm blessed. Yeah, God bless you. Um, yeah, about this Aaron Rodgers, and I know people want to talk about this. Hey, I know people. I know the Jeff fans are like desperate to get this quarterback up. You know, say they like they're two years down the road and take it to the promised land. But you know what? But you know what? But yeah, yeah. If you could, Aaron Rodgers could take it to the playoffs. But you know, you're going to go against like. Competition like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen. There's a ton of good, talented quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah, you could talk about the Jets defense is legit, but you ain't going to stop this Chiefs offense in the AFC Championship. I don't care what it is. That's the thing, too, Jarvis. All this talk about Aaron Rodgers getting back to a Super Bowl, the route to the Super Bowl would be easier right there in Green Bay. All this talk about him taking the Jets to the Super Bowl, how do they go from a 12-year playoff drought to being Super Bowl contenders with one man? I don't know, man. I mean, that's all they they talk about is Super Bowl contender. You know, get to the playoffs and prove it that you can beat the Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship. Prove it. There it is. Jarvis, back on the fan. Ryan is in New Jersey. You got it, Ryan. Go for it. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, wrapping things up. We probably got a minute before they hit that back music. All right, well, I'll make it real quick with this whole Daniel Jones thing. You know, I don't I don't think this guy's worth $40 million a year. He got the same money as Dak Prescott, which I also agree. Dak Prescott got paid too much. Dak got a little bit more. When you actually go to Spot Rack and, and look at the, the detail, the devil's in the details. Dak got more. He got more years. He got more annually. Uh, but but continue. He's worth it. Uh, Daniel Jones signed the contract, so the Giants said he's worth it. Uh, yeah, but, you know, the Giants think they say he's worth it, but how much do you think he's worth? When you look at Dak Prescott, I think got- he, I think he's worth what he, what he just signed for. I think now we got to see if he plays like a quarterback that just signed for $160 million over the next four seasons. Agreed. But I also I also think that, you know, Daniel Jones is not he, – he's not Dak Prescott. He doesn't do the things that Dak Prescott does. Yeah, he doesn't throw 15 interceptions in one season. Thanks for the call, Ryan. He, he limited his interceptions. Daniel Jones has all the opportunity in the world to um, make the Giants not regret that contract. And I think if he just continues on the way that he has, they're not going to regret that contract. He might be in line for another contract in another four years. I think that they're going to protect him. That's their guy. I've said all night, they're going to put weapons around him. They're going to have a better offensive line in front of him. They're going to get a better defense together. And it's year two. They're running it back. Ryan Dable, Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale, and those guys. I think Daniel Jones is going to you know, grow more in this offseason. Right? Last year, it's like, oh, I'm coming in. There's a new head coach. I'm coming in. They didn't pick up my fifth-year option. I'm coming in, and they're telling the defense what plays we're running to make it that much harder to challenge me, to see my intestinal fortitude, to see if I'll crack, to see if I'm mentally tough or not. Confirmed. Giants fans have their quarterback that they drafted six overall that, like I said, they dragged this kid through the mud. Oh, no, he's a six overall. He's not a six overall quarterback. Should have got Josh Allen. Josh Allen, the defensive end. 
He comes to Yankee Stadium. Boo, we didn't want this guy. He'll never replace Eli. Oh, this guy turns the ball over. He fumbles. He throws interception. Danny, he sucks. Don't even call him Danny Dimes. You build him up to break him down, to build him up, to break him down, to build him up. Now he's signed. You're going to break him down again? No, you got to ride with your guy. That is the quarterback of your G-men, the New York Giants. This is Keith McPherson on the fan. The last uh, minute I have here on the fan before Salicata comes. Not even a minute. Not even a minute. This back music is like chasing me in my dreams. I'm like trying to complete sentences. I'm trying to finish thoughts. And it's like... <laughs> Fleegs is back. Salicata's coming up. I cleared all my calls. So now what you do is dial 877-337-6666 so you can be first in line to talk to Salicata. I'll be back after the Nets game tomorrow and same thing late on Friday. You already know the ad is at Keith McPherson. My mom came up with the name and I just ran with it. That's all I've got. It's been a great five hours. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody. I got to drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, which is super lame. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN.